Hey, I'm Kim Forrester and welcome to Eudaimonia, the podcast that is all about flourishing. More than just the mundane or pleasure and pain, Eudaimonia calls for us to create a good life. It's about fulfillment, inspiration, joy. So plug in, relax and get ready for the goodness as we explore the characteristics and daily practices that can help you, your loved ones and your community flourish. In a recent survey, 50% of children said that if they could change one thing about the world, they would make it kinder. Leon Logothetis, aka The Kindness Guy, is a global adventurer, motivational speaker and philanthropist who has visited nearly 100 countries and has travelled to every continent on the planet. Leon is the creator and host of The Kindness Diaries, which airs on Netflix, and was the host of the TV series Amazing Adventures of a Nobody, which ran on National Geographic International for three seasons. He's also the author of five books, including the newly released awesome little journal called Go Be Kind. Now, it's an honor to be connecting online with Leon today to talk about the inherent beauty of kindness and how spreading the good stuff can enhance our personal happiness and well-being. Leon, I hope you've had a most amazing day over there. Thanks so much for being here with me. Thank you very much for having me. Now, you have a really interesting story to tell. You were bullied and lonely as a child, um, and you ended up as a broker in London, you say, chronically depressed and desperately uninspired. Then one day you watched the movie The Motorcycle Diaries, and everything changes for you. What did you see in that movie? What was the light that lit up all of that darkness and quite literally inspired you to change your life? Well, uh, as you mentioned, I'd been a broker. I was a broker when I watched the movie. And um, sitting behind that desk, there was no real human connection. There was no connection with another person's heart. It was all, all about the mind. It was all about numbers. It was all about success. It was all about competition. And the movie was uh, an example of someone going out with his heart mm. and connecting with people and connecting to love. Um, and that was like, whoa, there's, there's, there's like another way to live. Literally, mm. I remember like thinking to myself, oh, my God, there's another way to live because I had no idea. So that was the, the beauty of that movie. But what's really interesting, Leon, is that you were a broker, so you were working in, you know, in finance or corporate life in London. We could just as easily choose to connect with each other in those kinds of environments, and yet we don't. What do you think is going on there? Uh, because I think what's more important in those environments is not the heart. It's not about connecting. It's about mm. making money. And when you, make, when you put making money ahead of everything else, you lose your humanity. Yeah. The Eudaimonia podcast is all about flourishing. How has your life flourished personally since you started living, breathing, and teaching kindness? Wow, that's a beautiful question. Uh, well, look, I think the most important thing for me per on a personal level is that I've started to live from my heart. Mm -hmm. I've started to live beyond the mind, let's say. Clearly, I'm, I don't do it perfectly, but I've, I've started to live in this kind of sphere that is heart-centered and that is about connecting with humanity and is about 
coming from like a vibration that is far higher than when it's just about making money or it's just about success or it's just about how you look or it's just about, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to beat this person? Are you going to win? You know, it's all, it, many people live that way, but I've decided that I don't want to do that. I want to come from the heart. I want to connect with you. I want to see you and I want you to see me. Mm. That's exactly what I'm about. That's exactly what this podcast is about. And um, I love that you mention, you know, living in a heart-centered way because my experience has been that when you live from that space, you don't just become more intuitive. You don't just become more connected, but you actually become more inspired and engaged in life. Has that been your experience as well? 100%. Mm. Um, you know, living from that place enables you to, you know, live in a totally different world. It, it's when, it, like I mentioned, when I watched the movie, I came out of it thinking to myself, there's another way to live. And I wasn't aware really what that was. I kind of knew it intellectually. It kind of, you know, I felt my heart for the two hours of the movie and then it kind of went away. But I had that moment of realization. I could live a different way. For me, it's been a process. It hasn't been like, oh, okay, I watched the movie and I became the Dalai Lama. That's not mm. what happened. It took, <laughs> it took many, many years of keeping on going, of unlearning my conditioning, of connecting with people that were further along on the path than I was and looking at how they live with their hearts and, and, and feeling their presence and you know wanting that and keeping on going and keeping on going and keeping on going. The most interesting thing I pick up from what you just said there, though, Leon, is that you actually had a moment of knowing what it felt like to sit inside your heart. So that movie actually triggered inside of you a heart-centered approach to life. And so you were able to actually seek that feeling, correct? 100%. And I think what happened was I had that, I had that moment. And, and many of us have that one moment. We're like, whoa. Yeah. And you can never forget that. You know, maybe you can pick up a drink or you can get into addictions and forget it, but that's not a good way to go down that road. You have that moment and it stays with you and you have to follow it. So do you believe that kindness is a way that people who have never felt that, who don't really understand what it means to live from the heart, do you feel that kindness is a way for them to grasp that concept, to grasp that sense and feeling? Yes, and and I, I think it's it works two ways. For me, kindness is a win-win. When I'm kind to you, you win and I win. We mm-hmm. both win. And and I always say that kindness is kind of like a portal into human connection. When you're kind to someone, you can kind of feel that magic of human connection. And we've kind of forgotten that. We think we're super connected with phones and mm-hmm. with, with internet, but truly, mm-hmm. unless you're in nature or unless you're connecting one-on-one with another human being or, or many human beings, you're not truly connected. For the people who are listening, Leon, who don't really understand what it means to live in the heart and are still you know, working from the head, let's talk a little bit about the scientific benefits of kindness. Because if we want to convince people intellectually, um, I think it's great for people to understand that quite literally science shows that we have physiological and psychological benefits when we offer a gift of kindness to others. Is that correct? Look, the truth is I'm no scientist. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But I know how I feel mm. when I'm kind. And I know how I feel when someone uh, is kind to me. And 
I, I, I sense how other people feel when I show them kindness. You can sense it. You can feel it. It, it, it changes their whole aura. It changes their whole being. So, you know, I'm no scientist, but I get it. Yeah. So I, w- I would imagine if I was a scientist, I would be like, <laughs> this is scientifically proven. If you were a scientist, you wouldn't be the kindness guy, Leon, and we'd be missing out on your wonderful gift to the world. But um, well, let me, you would not be surprised then to know that one of the quickest ways to increase your sense of happiness is actually to go out and be kind. So the Greater Good Science Centre have a course that is called the Science of Happiness, and um, they dedicate an entire module to kindness, connection, and compassion. And if you're feeling a bit low about life, one of the best things that you can do for yourself is actually go out and they say perform five acts of kindness in one day. And the next day you will wake up in a completely different mindset. You will feel so much happier about yourself and about life. I, I understand that. Yeah. Uh, when I'm doing my shows and I, and I, it's like my whole life changes on that day and the days beyond because I'm connecting with people and it's a beautiful, beautiful way to be. What's the most surprising thing that you've learned about kindness since you started exploring this topic? So when I first started, uh, people would say to me, what are you doing? How on earth are you going to travel around all these countries with no money and rely on kindness? It's impossible. Mm. And, and in, the part of, in the back of my head, I was like, oh my God, maybe they're right. But as I started to travel the world, I started to realize that there is more goodness than not. And I started to realize that uh, kindness is free. You don't need to. You don't need to have a lot to be kind. You need, don't need to have anything to be kind. Literally, how you show up in the world with your heart and with your presence is has got nothing to do with how much money you have in, in the bank. Um, so I'd say that is the most profound thing I learned. That every single one of us has the opportunity to be kind. We get to choose. We get to choose how we show up. I also, in my experience, believe that kindness is easy. It's so easy to be kind and you get such an incredible benefit from it, from that connection as well. Have you found kindness to be easy? Look, on some levels, it it is easy. On some levels, if you're having a bad day, Mm. it's not easy. So, you know, you're having a bad day and, and, and someone's mean to you or someone does something that upsets you or whatever they do. And the first reaction may very well be a negative one. That's when it's hard. So that's when it becomes like a muscle where, you know, you go to the gym to, to become strong um, every day. And it's the same thing with kindness. You go out into the world and you build that muscle of kindness by being kind even when in, inside you just don't want to be kind. And that happens all the time. I mean, you know, I'm not, I may be the kindness guy, but it doesn't mean I'm immune to my human emotions of whatever, anger, whatever they may be. So you're not just referring to random acts of kindness, kind of kindness there. I'm gathering from what you're saying that you're speaking about just being kind in general. If someone cuts you off, you can extend a kindness, you know, cuts you off in the traffic. You can extend a kindness to them by perhaps giving them some empathy or forgiving them for their indiscretion. Is that the kind of kindness you're also referring to? Absolutely. Mm. Uh, I mean, I actually don't like the term random acts of kindness. Uh, To me, it's about being kind. It's not Mm -hmm. about randomly being kind. It's about showing up and being kind as often as you can. So living, breathing it, embodying kindness. 
Yes, great word. As much as you possibly can. Now, you on your website, you encourage us all to release our inner rebel. (laughs) What do you mean by that? And why do you feel that kindness and human connection are keys to liberating this inner rebel that we have inside of us? Well, the inner, uh, you know, sometimes uh, people think the use of the word rebel is negative. Mm. But then I remind them that Yoda was the leader of the rebellion in <laughs> Star Wars. And I don't think he was very unkind. Um, so basically, the inner rebel is the part of you that wants to be you, that wants to be your own magnificent self, that wants to follow your dreams, that mm-hmm. wants to follow your, your heart. And, and, and unleashing that inner rebel is, is, is the first step to living a great life. Um, and I would also say that I'm not suggesting, you know, give up all your money and just go and be kind. No, make as much money as you want. But if you don't have a foundation of, of love, if you don't have a foundation of kindness, if you don't have a foundation of, um, you know, wanting to, to be of service to other human, other humans, then you're not really truly living. That's my, mm. that's my belief. So is that the process you went through when you left the world of, you know, finance? Did you activate, trigger, uh, discover, or chase your inner rebel? Is your inner rebel? Is that what you were doing? One hundred percent. That's exactly what I did. I mean, look, I wasn't conscious of it. I didn't like wake up in the morning and say, "Oh, I'm going to chase my inner rebel," but and I'm going to free him. Mm-hmm. What I did do was like, I'm not living this way anymore. And as the years went by. I started to realize what it was that I had actually done, which was to follow my inner rebel, which was to free my inner rebel. Mm. What's really interesting there is that as you threw off the shackles and chains of society and our expectation and and, um, our concepts of success, that you found your way through rebellion to kindness and connection. And it makes me wonder if people need to understand that maybe in order for us to become more authentically kind to live more graciously that it will take a little bit of uh, pushing back against what society teaches us is true and right and real definitely because you know many people say to me when i give speeches they say to me well when it's q a time they say um you know kindness is weakness i can't mm. be kind Wow, and, you know, yeah, and I tell them the story of Muhammad Ali, a man of, of of great wisdom and great love and great kindness. Not perfect, no one's perfect. How many of you would mess with Muhammad Ali? And so far, no one's put their hand up. And the point is simple: you can be strong, mm. and you can be kind. Yes, well, that takes me back to New Zealand. Jacinda Ardern is our current prime minister, and she quite literally um, says openly that she wants to put kindness back in politics. It strikes me that that might be a a great thing for countries all around the world to aspire to do. And we can put kindness back into corporate world, and we can put kindness back into our education system. Yeah, yeah, no, the state of politics in this day and age is is just madness, you know. Like, we wouldn't allow our kids to behave mm. the way that our politicians are behaving. If our kids behaved that way, we'd be like, what are you doing? You can't do that. But our politicians are doing it every day. But do you think, too, that we also have a responsibility to – so you, you mentioned children and politicians there. Uh, both 
parties of which we have a little bit of, not control, but we have a bit of sway over what goes on. We can vote in politicians that are kinder. We can certainly instill kindness in our children. Do you think we have a responsibility to also encourage and activate kindness in our social circles or in our our work environments as well? Look, we don't have uh, the power to uh, force other people to do something that we may want them to do. But what we do have the power to do is to show up in a specific way. And if we show up in that specific way, mm-hmm. maybe others will start seeing uh, that there's a different way to be. Right. And, and, and through osmosis, they'll be like, oh, okay. You know, because if you show up and you fight fire with fire, then, you know, everyone's going to get burnt down. But if you show up and you fight fire with water, then, mm. you know, things may change. No, that's great. Um, I have a saying that our example is the most powerful change agent that we have. And that's what you're saying there. Just show up and be this kindness and connection and, and inspire others through your example. Yes. And also have a boundary in place mm. you know, like Muhammad Ali. And the boundary is, you know, I'll be kind. I'll be, I'll be sweet. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll have my presence, but you can't walk all over me. I will not let you walk all over me. And it's so important that people understand that. Wow. So, yes, that is very um, incredibly powerful. I'm a recovering people pleaser. So let's discuss that boundary between being kind to others and being kind to self. Is that something that you personally have had to work on? Yeah. I mean, I remember a very wise man once said to me, the way to free yourself, Leo, is to be gentle with yourself. Mm. Because clearly I wasn't being gentle. I was treating myself in a way that I would never let anyone else treat me. And many of us do that. Many, many of us treat ourselves badly. So the way through is gentleness. Wow. And when you started this journey into kindness, did you start by being kind to yourself first or others? Or do you think that it was a simultaneous growth experience? I would say that it was probably simultaneous in in many ways. I mean, one of the kindest things I did to myself was I started to share my pain. Mm. So I'd go to therapy. I, I would share my pain. Uh, and that's the kind, one of the kindest things you can do. But it was a process. So yes, there was there was moments of let's say fixing myself, and there were moments of trying to help others. So that means that if we're going to ensure that we're being as gentle and kind with ourselves as what we wish to be with others, that the word no might have to appear in your life sometimes. Is that been your your experience? Definitely. Mm. No, no is a very powerful word. So no is just as important in this process as yes. It is most definitely as important. Now, you've just released the second series of The Kindness Diaries, which is currently on Netflix. And in this series, you travel across the Americas from Alaska to Patagonia, um, relying on the kindness of strangers. Now, obviously, in the first series, you learned that humans have an incredible capacity for kindness. So as you set off on this journey, did you have certain expectations about how it might be? Did that make this latest journey easier or a little more difficult? Well, I've actually been traveling around on kindness for quite some time. So I kind of know that as long as you connect with another human from your heart to their heart, magic will happen. So I knew that I could get from Alaska to Argentina. But, you know, that's a theory. You actually have to do it. Uh, and, and it's not like everyone says yes. It's not like 
you know, you get in the car and you're like, oh, okay, it's just, it's free sailing all the way to Argentina. A lot of, you know, negative things happen. A lot of people mm. say no. A lot of people uh, are like, why are you doing this? What's wrong with you? All this kind of stuff. And that's sometimes the toughest thing with is to be rejected day in, day out. And that often hardens people's hearts. And, and it's like it becomes much easier to just kind of go into the groove of negativity as opposed to saying, you know what? No, I'm not going to allow this to happen. I'm not going to allow your negativity to affect me. You are allowed to be negative. You are allowed to say and do what you want within reason. But I am not allowed to allow your negativity to negativize me, if that makes any sense. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. You're not, you have no control whatsoever over their behavior or their choices, but you can completely take charge of how you respond to that. Yes, indeed, you can. Excellent. So, in your experience, it's very interesting you brought that up. What are the main hurdles to kindness, do you think? What do you think prevents human beings from simply reaching out whenever and wherever someone needs our support? Fear mm. and, and primarily fear of being vulnerable. Because if I'm vulnerable to you, you have the opportunity to crush me. Yes. And I don't want to be crushed by you, so I'm not going to be vulnerable. But there's a trick. And the trick is that, A, you can surround yourself with good people where you can be vulnerable. And B, you can kind of uh, use your heart and your intuition to, to find those who are willing to, you know, allow your vulnerability to thrive. Mm. And if, if someone does take away your vulnerability and, and, and tries to crush you, that's when you put the boundary in place. You're like, you know what? No, that's not happening today. Thank you very much. Wow. You really have to sort of trust yourself to a greater degree there and say, no, I am able to be vulnerable. I'm able to be open and and be kind and gentle with others because I know that at, at the correct point or at the healthiest point, I will put my boundary up and say, no, now I'm being kind to me first. I am constantly embarrassing my family, Leon, because I am unashamedly um, you know, complimentary to strangers and I'm constantly helping random people carry their stuff or open doors or, you know, invite them into my home because they're, they're having some trouble here in Singapore. And my family are not necessarily that outgoing. Do you think it's easier to be kind when you're extroverted? So do you think there's an expectation that we have to be outgoing and socially confident to be a beacon of kindness? Not at all. Many people who, who stop me on the streets or, or I see them af after they see my show, they, they're like, whoa, you're pretty introverted. And uh, I, I am pretty introverted. But mm. in, in the show, I'm kind of extroverted. But you don't really need to be extroverted to connect with people with your heart. Mm. Not at all. I mean, you can, you know, an introvert has a heart the same way as an extrovert has a heart. And maybe the introvert's heart is actually more profoundly beautiful because they spend more time nurturing it. Right. And it comes back, I guess, to what you were saying before, and that it's not about um, producing these acts of kindness for others. It's simply about being kind in every moment. So an introvert can walk into any room or any space and not necessarily put themselves out there socially, but just be kind and gentle in the space that they're in. Yes, beautifully, beautifully said. Now, in these journeys that you've done, what have you cherished more, Leon? Is it the receiving of kindness or the giving of it? 
Mm. Have you watched Have you watched episode two of season one? Uh, no, I haven't seen season one. Where are you? New Zealand, right? I'm I'm in Singapore now. So are yeah. you in Singapore? We okay, just got, yes. We just just got season two, which I enjoyed thoroughly, but I have not seen season one. Okay, because I asked that question. Uh, I actually asked that question. So, you know, it, it's it's beautiful to receive kindness, right? Mm. It's beautiful. Yes. But if you're only receiving kindness and you're not giving kindness, then it's not complete. So I would say that for me, I love giving kindness. I love it. But yes. in giving, I am receiving at the same time. And in understanding so, that is where... Yeah, where you can cherish the moment, whether it's the giving or the receiving, because you understand that it's all about human connection and living from the heart. Yes, 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 yes. Now, Leon, you've written five books, and the latest one is this cool little journal called Go Be Kind, and you describe it as a series of daily adventures that can help us tap into kindness. And this is going to lead me to my final question. It's a question I ask all of my guests on the Eudaimonia podcast, can you recommend a morning reminder, so a daily ritual or a practice, perhaps an affirmation, that can help my listeners amplify kindness in their daily lives? Remember what it feels like when someone is kind to you. And then remember what it feels like when someone is mean to you. Mm. And take those two feelings and make a decision. What do you want to put out into the world? Wow, that's great. So get into the sense, get into the feeling of it, rather like you did with the movie that you saw, and follow that feeling through the day. Follow the feeling of kindness through the day. Follow the yellow brick kindness road. <laughs> that's fantastic, and it will lead you home. Leon, the kindness guy, if people want to learn more about you, where can they go and find out more details? They can Instagram me at the kindness guy, or they can simply watch the kindness diaries on Netflix. Fantastic. And you have a whole lot of information on your website, which is leonlogothetis.com. And there will be a link to that on eudaimoniapod.com as well. Leon, it's been an absolute pleasure connecting with you. And I know it's evening over there. I finished my morning cup of tea. I wish you a fantastic evening and a kind loving filled weekend ahead beautiful thanks so much for having me a lady gaga once said i've been searching for ways to heal myself and i found that kindness is the best way you've been listening to the eudaimonia podcast if you'd like to learn more about how to live a truly flourishing life please subscribe and check out eudaimoniapod.com for more inspiring episodes i'm kim forrester until next time be well be good to yourself and let kindness ring. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.